Hey guys, this episode's actually gonna be a little bit different than typical. It's not necessarily for all you goalies out there. It's gonna be for the coaches. So whether you're a head coach, assistant coach, trainer, hockey coach, lacrosse coach, soccer coach, whatever it is, if you're a coach and you have a goalie on your team, this episode is for you. Even more specifically, it's for you coaches out there who don't have any goalie experience or who have never played goalie before. So if you're a coach who has played goalie, you most likely know what it's like to have a coach who doesn't necessarily treat or train you the way that you expect or want to be treated or trained. So for all you goalies out there who don't have coaching goalie experience, then this is definitely something you should listen to because a lot of you coaches out there kind of don't devote the time that you necessarily should be devoting the time to for your goalie. You spend tons of time planning practices, planning plays and systems for your offense and your defense because that's where you feel comfortable. And whether you just completely ignore your goalie and don't want and just don't even think that they need anything other than shots in practice or whether you just don't think you have the experience and you don't want to screw screw him or her up um, both scenarios are very unacceptable and there should be just as much spent time on your goalie as spent on your offense and your defense so there's tons of good and bad things that you can do for your goalie, but in this episode, I'm mostly going to be focusing on the bad things that you should stop doing. First off, the expectations that you're putting on your goalie. So let's say that we're talking about a lacrosse game here and you are putting your goalie into a game and you have the expectation that, well, we're playing this team today, so him or her shouldn't for any reason let in more than eight goals well there's tons of reasons as to why your goalie might let in eight goals and it's not necessarily all on the goalie although it does usually seem that way you really do need to look into the depth of the goal and why they happened before the shot got to the net in the first place so your team could only allow maybe 15 shots And because you've only allowed 15 shots and your goalie led in eight goals, then it doesn't necessarily make your goalie look very good. And you're probably thinking that he played a pretty bad game. Well, if all of those 15 goals are either on two on ones or the player gets the ball on the top of the crease and has tons of time, then those are defensive breakdowns. And that is something you should be focusing on rather than blaming your goalie. Just saying that your goalie specifically shouldn't let in eight goals in a game because of who you're playing against is super, super, super unrealistic because the amount of shots and the type of shots, where the shots come from, how they're taken, completely depend on your team and your defense because shots are taken because of a lapse or inefficiency in the defense. So... Because that happened originally, a shot was allowed to happen, and then it's up to the goalie to make the save. So, yes, there's tons of shots that are acceptable to be taken, maybe one from the outside over top of a defender where he did his job, and that's a shot, an acceptable shot, where a goalie, in most cases, will do their best and most likely will be saving. 
So those are the shots that you're most likely aiming for the other team to be taking and setting up your defense to allow that other team to take those shots rather than beating your defense over the top, getting through the middle, and then taking a shot from the top of the crease. What I'm trying to say is that save percentage and the amount of goals let in is very relative. And of course, that the goalie's job is to stop as many shots as possible and let in as little amount of goals as possible. It is very, very dependent and unrealistic to be setting an expectation for your goalie before the game even starts by saying, he or she should only let in eight goals or they should be saving at least 78% of the shots they take because not every shot's the same. If you know going into the game that there's going to be 30 shots taken and every single shot is from the same spot, from the same player, to the same place, then, yes, you can make that expectation and say, my goalie should be saving this amount out of this amount. But that's not happening, and you don't know how many shots are going to be from where, taken from who, how they're going to be taken, if your defense is going to be doing their job or not. Next, I believe that just like how you would watch your players, your power play, your shooters, your defense, just how you would watch all those specific players and how they perform on the floor and their deficiencies. For example, maybe they're doing one thing consistently wrong that's leading to them not scoring goals or your defense keeps breaking down when the other team does one specific play and so you need to fix that and target that in your practices. The exact same thing should be done for your goalies where a lot of goalies have little habits or little things that they just do because they always grew up playing that way and doing that thing and it's just a habit that they don't realize that they have or is a very hard one to break. So either you or you should ask a parent or another coach in the stands to be watching your goalie over the course of the season in games, even in practices. Watch what they're doing. And if, for example, they dip a shoulder down when a specific shot is taken, or if they're lifting their stick up off the ground, or if they're if you're a soccer goalie and they're jumping the wrong way, whatever it is, if there's a habit that you can tell that definitely needs to be broken that maybe they don't even realize they're doing then that's something that you have to sit down and mention to your goalie talk to them about talk to him or her about how they would like to try and change it whether there's specific drills that you can do in practice even if it's only one drill one drill that takes five minutes out of your practice and that five minutes out of your practice that you're losing on developing your team, you're working on a huge, huge, huge thing that you could do to impact your goalie, which is a huge part of your team as well. So that's just one small thing you can do that takes five minutes out of every practice, one drill that you decide to sit down and talk to your goalie about how you can help them benefit from something that maybe they didn't even realize that they were doing here's the third and final tip i'm going to share with you guys and for those of you that are actually paying attention these are three things that you can do not even during a game during practices or before a game they're things that you can do and you don't even have to necessarily worry about during a game and they're huge things 
that can help improve your guys' goalies. So this final thing is your warm-up, or not necessarily your warm-up, but using your team's warm-up to help your goalie. So a lot of teams, um, especially in minor leagues, you don't necessarily have a lot of time, maybe two to five minutes or so, um, and you just spend a lot of time taking shots or doing passing drills, stuff for your players. Well, if you're going to take shots and if you're going to do drills that are going to be requiring the players to shoot the puck or the ball, then you might as well use those or take those shots in ways that will benefit your goalie as much as possible and take advantage of every second or every minute that you guys have in those short warm-ups if you are in a minor or a youth league. So instead of maybe just lining up all your players around the net in a horseshoe and everybody taking shots or everybody running down the middle and taking the same shot, you can do drills like um, back and forth across the crease to get your goalie moving um, so it replicates actual shots that are being taken in a game and not only are they getting warmed up but they're also getting their feet moving stimulating their mental performance by getting their eyes and their head moving back and forth really anything that replicates a common scenario in a game is what you're aiming to do because if that's what they're going to be doing in the game that may as well what be what they're doing to warm up just like how you should be staying hydrated, just like how you should be doing a dynamic stretching warm-up, a proper on-floor warm-up is key for all goalies and teams. Now, that was only three things that I just went over that you can do to help your goalie's performance in-game, pre-game, during practices, and much more. But if you don't want to stop there, I have a 12-page coaches goalie guide ebook that i suggest all of you coaches should go and check out regarding tips techniques mental strategies tons of things you can do to help improve your goalie's performance by improving your performance being a coach you should be taking the development of all your players and goalies in your hands and by sitting down and spending half an hour to an hour reading this 12 page ebook you're taking your game to the next level to help out your team. You can find this on thegoalieguide.com under the training products, or you can go check out my Instagram at the goal, the underscore goalie underscore guide. It's in the bio. I'm posting about it all the time. Or like I said before, go and check out thegoalieguide.com.